Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, back. Speed, agility, power. I'm a big fan of these things. All of the performance I demand for myself on the ice is here. Handles all of my needs in dynamic fashion. folks welcome to another episode of roxy's fever i am your host Jax mcdonald with me as usual hey guys it's viaster and we are about to uh embark on the timeliest episode of roxy fever of all time it is the evening of monday march the 21st the nhl trade deadline we somehow managed to all get together just a few hours after the uh the end of the nhl trade deadline so we have a lot to get to. Uh, the Canucks made a few moves. And uh, I know Vias has a segment planned for the end of the episode, but we did get a few voicemails. So I think that's where we should start. I think so, too. Okay, great. Because uh, I was, well, I almost, hmm. Elliot, could you really quickly, while Jackson's setting this up, explain what Earl's phase means? Okay. So apparently it's a thing for guys in Vancouver to go to Earl's after they go through a breakup. Like yeah. three, three times a week. Wait, you've yeah. heard of this too? No, I just, I just believe it. Like I just, that just sounds right. You know? I, it, it, it's just like not relatable at all. Like you like going alone or going with your, but like you can't go to Earl's alone. That's not a thing. Ooh, man, that is going to Earl's alone is quite the vibe. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm totally down with going to restaurants alone and do it all yeah. the time. But Earl's, Earl's a little bit too social and a little, a little bit too, like, you have okay, to... Okay, now, see, because I am a horrible, fancy lad, I would if I was traveling somewhere. Yeah. And I wanted to do something slightly better than, like, without having to think about it. Right. There was this one day. Like, there's a possibility. I can see where you would do it, but I can't imagine going to like the Earls in Yale Town by myself. I would rather yeah. not do that. There, this, this is definitely kind of out of me as a, as as a boozy if nobody knew it already. But one time, I just had a hell travel day coming back to Vancouver, and I had a bunch of those. This is while like a funeral was happening, and so I was going back and forth quite a lot, and had to make class. And I had gotten my hands on one of these uh, Victoria to Vancouver Harbor Air seaplane uh, coupon books. So it was super cheap and super quick to get between here and there. But there's a, there's this one day where like heavy fog, heavy rain. I was waiting for standby for a flight for like eight hours and nothing. And then eventually I get back to the island and I'm so mad. I'm so tired. I'm so stressed that I decided to just like on the way back home, go eat a steak alone at a keg uh and just like sad my hat oh, down man. and just it was the only way i could go to sleep without just just wanting to end it uh and they caught me ice cream because they could see how uh how, how lonely i looked i guess but 
Wow. Going there after a breakup. I don't know. I've just never heard about. So, like going there after a breakup is clearly because like they purposely hire attractive waitresses. Girls, 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 girls. Yep. Yeah, that's Um, you gotta get. Which seems even sadder than like all the standard breakup activities. It is. You gotta get that. uh, You gotta get that special type of girl who has to uh, fit into a very small chair. Uh, Real heads know that. uh, That do you guys know about that? What? Oh, oh, is this one of those maybe. like practices that they in, got in trouble for? for... It's an extremely uh, bad, uh, shitty thing where they sit uh, interviews down in a very small chair, and if their body uh, extends the size of the chair, they don't hire them. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know if they still it's, do that. It's but like it was... the urban legend, or I don't know if it's true or not, but like you know, whatever. I guarantee um, you, they're that like was modeling true in contracts, not waitressing contracts, so they yeah. can get around. Oh god! Oh, like they're like legally they're they are actually like that. I don't know. Urban legend. Urban legend. Tough to say. I thought you were going to say my thing was an urban legend, and I was going to say no, it was definitely a thing at one point. No, no, because I I would totally believe that. Yeah, no, I believe your thing. My thing sounds like made up urban legend because it sounds like not actually legally like a real thing. Yeah, it sounds sounds kind of sus. It sounds like the average thing that some guy would just come up with as like a legal explanation. Yeah, totally. All right. Uh, Okay. I am ready to get at these voicemails here. So, all right. Here's our our first voicemail. Hey, Roxy Fever. This is Mike. I'm out here with Clarissa on the town in Vancouver here after deadline day. And I just want to say... I'm a fan of the Calgary Flames and uh, Brad Richardson. He seems like a good guy. So uh, have have fun. Thank you. And have a good, good day. Appreciate it. Is I that... believe that is Mike Gould. Ah, uh, nice. Flames writer, Max yes. Army, a uh, minion of uh, Mr. Quadrelli, the evil Mr. Quadrelli. Yes. The evil... Should we use this time to talk about one of one of the one of the trades? You know what? Or... I think we should use this time to talk about Brad Richardson because that wasn't yes. a trade. Exactly, so, and we'll so get to it otherwise. It counts. We'll get to the other uh, trades in our next segment. But um, not only is Brad Richardson a good guy, Brad Richardson, at least the last time I checked, which was granted a while ago, was a pretty good fourth line player, and uh, I think this. Uh, goes into a theme that uh, we're going to talk about with what the Canucks did today, correcting a mistake made by Jim Betting, uh, yeah. which is, I, we've discussed this before, but low-key, one of the biggest mistakes that Jim Betting made was not just retaining Brad Richardson because he would have been a cheaper, better, say for maybe goal-scoring ability, uh, version of Brandon Sutter that would have cost you a fraction of what Brandon Sutter did. Uh, and you know what? Uh Brad Richardson still in the league. Uh, Brandon Sutter hasn't Whoa. played in a year. So, okay. hey, 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 hey. <laughs> is that fair? No, not at all. But I don't care. <laughs> there we go. Uh, okay, listeners, we're I gonna get him that. later. We're gonna get him later. Oh yeah, <laughs> gonna get who later? You. <laughs> oh yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I, he's, uh, he's a Canucks legend. He's respected, and I, I actually wonder. Like, I don't know anything about internal locker rooms. Well, like nobody does, obviously, but. I know some things get out, but I don't know if Richardson had a rep with the young guys when he was playing here. Um, Everybody liked Brad Richardson. Everybody had nice things to say. Yeah, and they liked him. Torts had a great quote about him. What was the Torts quote about him? 
Uh, there's two types of players in the league, whiskey drinkers and milk drinkers. Brad Richardson is a whiskey drinker. Yes. Oh, yeah. That rocks. That is he so... explained it, but it's better without explanation. Yeah, no, that is so fucking... Uh, yeah, let's, let's just leave that so on the table. Torts. That's it, both so torts and like so old, man. Like that feels like a Joe Bidenism. Like, yeah. Can't you just picture Joe Biden saying that? <laughs> and everyone just being like, what are you talking about? Come um, on, man. You can't, you can't drink milk. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, the other thing uh, that I love about Brad Richardson is that his wife was the subject of a massive harassment campaign by One Direction. Fan. What? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Mallory talked about this on an episode in the past, but uh, yes, Lauren Richardson, um, one of his either his current wife or his ex-wife. I don't know. Lauren Richardson is Brad Richardson's ex-wife. Okay, yeah. There is another unrelated Lauren Richardson who was dating one of the One Direction guys right before the band broke up. Oh, yeah. So then all the oh, yeah, Direction leaders harassed Lauren, the wrong Lauren Richardson. Richardson yeah. instead of the Yoko Ono of One Direction. Yeah. Oh, no. Oops. And, uh, that's one of the best tweets, which there's was another... her being like, this is, <laughs> yeah. like, I've never met One Direction. I wish I had. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's another funny thing about his other wife, too, but I don't remember what it is. Someone can tell us. He was on Gossip Girl? Oh, yeah. No, uh, Love is Blind, maybe? Or maybe it is Gossip Girl. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. One of those shows for... Um, I, I'm, I won't continue. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Um, next voicemail. Hi, boys. It's Audrey. Um, yeah. Hope you guys Hi. are all doing wonderful. Uh, hey. I called in kind of started calling and then realized that I don't actually have a question formulated, but don't worry, it's come to me. Um, I would like to know, who is your current favorite Canucks player who used to play for the Arizona Coyotes? Thanks so much. I will <laughs> hang up and listen. Love you. Bye. Hell yeah. Uh, love her. Audrey's uh, the best. Elliot, yes. did you get that right like five minutes ago? No, I actually got the mic one like five minutes ago. Okay. When did Audrey's come in? I'm assuming uh, right after they picked up Brad Richardson on waivers. Okay. Because the answer is Brad Richardson, baby. Yeah. (laughs) I just wanted to to check because last episode we played voicemails from Christmas. Yeah. No, no, no. These were all from like today after 4 p.m. Uh, my okay, actual excellent. answer, though, uh, in terms of like Brad Richardson is my favorite emotionally, but my actual answer is Connor Garland. He's very good. No, for sure. I, I'm, I've I been was very happy with, with Connor Garland, but honestly, I'm also. Is it weird that I keep forgetting that all of Reckman Larson's on the team? No, yes. I, I, I think that's I, good. I, I totally forgot just now. Like, too. it's funny because I always thought, assumed he was like one of those super high event fun defensemen that are good. And like obviously he's been at one point. He was. I mean, yeah. Actually, but when those guys fall off a cliff normally, they're just bad. They're just super high event, but it's all bad events. OEL (laughs) is just like kind of like Tanev. Like nothing happens when he's on the ice. He never seems to do anything, but it seems to just generally work out. Yeah, he kind. So I am. I'm just going to take this as an opportunity to say OEL. I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, he hasn't been. I think Thomas Drance made this point on the most recent Vancast where he was like, Oliver Ekman Larson has been like in the like 99th percentile of how good you could expect him to be when he came here. And it's that and everything that about Can it. Can you is, just say he's good? 
Jesus fucking Christ. How is that not? That means 99 times out of 100, you I get know. a worse version of it. Stop it's acting just, it's like just, that doesn't just, make perfect it's, sense. Uh, it, it's not that it doesn't make sense. It's just like, just to say he's good. I don't know. But that that wouldn't, that literally would not adequately describe how good he's been. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah, so for the stupid people out there, 99 <laughs> times out of 100, they make that trade, and Oliver Ekman Larson is worse than he's been. And even so, he sucks, and and that deal is terrible, and oh, God, no. Yeah, you think really, really paying $7 million for nothing? It's pathetic. Yeah, but I really, like... really hope they just find a way to send him to Roby Island in, like, two years. Um, which, Look, I'm, I'm just... maybe... I, I won because I got you to defend, I don't know, Thomas Trance. Uh, was he, yeah, he was you know cold. what? You're right. You did win. <laughs> um, anyways. So uh, my answer, it is Brad Richardson. It is the obvious pick. And it's it's hard not to when I, I went to the Sedin's last home game, mm-hmm. which I love talking about yeah. all the time. And Brad Richardson basically, as a coyote, assisted on the overtime goal that was <laughs> arguably the greatest. Like, I... Like if you were there, that felt bigger than Burroughs' goal. I don't I, care. No, it that is the greatest no. moment in Canucks history. It is. I don't care. I I know the Burroughs or the Brown to Burray or, or like whatever the Greg Adams. You could argue like all that stuff. But to me, like when you consider what this city has been through and what the Twins have been through and how most players' careers end. Yeah, like okay. that is literally the end of a Disney movie. It's it's like literally maybe yes, yes aside yeah. from Ray Bork, it's like the greatest send off uh, yes. a player's ever had in yeah. retirement. And to, to be honest, when I see the Burroughs goal, I, I do see it as, you know, well, yeah, really like the second greatest goal ever. And seeing it, I didn't see it live, but like if you if you watched it live, it was it was an incredible like it was an incredible moment to watch. Uh I jumped off say, the couch am- and hit my head on the low ceiling of my dad. Oh yeah. I, I like bruised my knee. Uh, Cause my knees were like under a table when I was watching and I bruised. I was at a show and the band out. almost like left. Because <laughs> <Well, it cared, laughs> yeah. they were mad that no one cared about them. Famously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. No, okay, but, but what, what I'm trying to say is when I see the Burroughs goal, it, I, I'm excited. You see for 2011 and failure. Yes. And then I remember, yeah, yeah. Oh, right right after this oh god like that that feeling just comes yeah. back and with the there's Sedins, no feeling like that with the Sedins last goal yeah absolutely not you just you're so happy for them you're, you're so happy you got to witness this you feel you feel lucky that these guys were were your team's players um, and to and circle it back kind of to circle it back to Brad Richardson uh big old hug from from Brad uh, when uh, when they scored that goal, and you could tell how much those guys liked each other. What, you know, they didn't what, play what was together it? like that long. No, yeah. maybe maybe a year, maybe two. But what what uh, I forget exactly. Did he lose the face off, or did he take the penalty? That I think he took it? the penalty. I, I yeah, that might have been it. Seemed to. And I, I remember, remember. I think I remember this that when he took the penalty, he did not like any other player could have argued about it, and he did not. He just. Yeah, he, he just strolled yeah. over. He the was box. like, "Whatever, we need to make history here." If that's if yes. that's incorrect, <laughs> I'm sure. Important. If that's incorrect, I'm sure you're about to hear from Justin right now. So, um, oh, let's do our third uh, voicemail, third and final <laughs> voicemail. 
Hi, it's Clarissa. Hell yeah. Um, Hi, Clarissa. I just wanted to make sure that you guys fully explain the Brad Richardson One Direction thing because <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Um, yeah, don't don't skip it because I want to listen to you guys explain it because I don't know anything. I need backstory on everything, guys. Don't. <laughs> Don't leave me out. I want to know. Okay, bye. I'm sad about Tyler Mott. Yes. Uh, we will talk about Dude, Tyler Mott a little uh, bit later. Hilarious that we beat her to the punch on that. Um, we, was there anything we left out there? I, I don't want her to feel like she only got um, any questions. No, I feel like we explained it pretty well. Yeah. Like, um, I will add, we have to have, I think, great idea for an off-season episode. Um because uh, Clarissa is our most famous uh, Zoomer listener, we should yeah. do an off-season episode with Clarissa where we just explain, like, extremely niche, like, Shap, Pravi's, like, lore from, like... Oh, that'd be good. I've been waiting. From, like, 10 years even ago. I've been waiting to understand the Shap stuff. I... Honestly, yeah, I, I came that's on even... Like, right after that. That's honestly beyond my purview, too. That was... It's, like... Yeah. I, like, caught the very end of it, so, like half of it i don't understand still okay i remember down let us know i did once uh have to tell uh clarissa about um the imac thing which was very funny anyways the pig uh, pig thing the pig thing yeah um maybe maybe that is that is that old enough now to get its own heritage minute by the way (laughs) didn't we already do an episode on that basically uh, I feel like we did. I mean, I've brought it up before countless yeah. times because it was the best thing that ever happened to the me. The one last anyways. thing I want to say about the man who is just married. Yeah. Oh, what? You bet. Career wise. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want to say about the Richardsons is that Lauren Richardson, the One Direction, not One Direction person, uh, she was the one who was from Love Island. Oh, okay. That's what it was. All right. Yeah. Love Island wasn't big enough to meet One Direction? I don't know what Love Island Apparently is. Is not. it a band? Yeah, Love <laughs> Island. Love Island is um, Love Island is that that uh, you know like Andy Samberg. I just had sex. Those guys. That's Love Island. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what they are. Gotcha. Um, Turtleneck and chain. Uh, all right. So our plan here to discuss yes the moves the Canucks made. We'll talk about uh, that in uh, in this next segment here and then i think we can also at the very end we'll we'll just do a little round table on how we felt they did overall but uh i had the very the end stupid... of that segment because yeah, real quick segment. if anybody is waiting to be like oh where was my message that i sent in we're saving that for a segment at the end of the episode yeah that's right keep keep an appropriately on. named segment so, so wait till the end uh i had the very 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 tremendously stupid idea to uh speed run all of the deals that were made uh, since March 18th, 2022, uh, which was uh, basically we're starting at the deal after the Cal Yarncroak deal that we talked about on last week's show or mentioned briefly or whatever. Um, So we're going to run through these with the exception of a couple of interesting ones and the Canucks ones, I'm going to set a one minute timer after I say the deal. And uh, we are going to try to speed run through all of these deals. I figure we get a comment from each of us and hope it stays under a minute. Sound good. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So our first deal here is 
Taylor Radish, Boris Kachuk, a first and two conditional first round picks uh, for Brandon Hagel, a 2022 fourth round pick and a 2024 fourth round pick. So that is Tampa Bay acquires Hagel and the two fourths and the Blackhawks acquire Radish, Kachuk and two conditional firsts. Uh, Let's start with you, Vias. Um, I, I just keep assuming Taylor Radish, the same person as Ty Radish. And I also didn't know the lightning had that many picks to give. I just assume <laughs> that they've spent all their picks in the last, you know, three, four years. So, um, I'd like to know where they're getting their picks from and is it us? <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, Elliot? Um, first of all, this dude's name is Radish seconds. Yeah, Tampa Bay is terrible at making first round picks. So yeah, why why not trade them for some guy named Brandon Bagel? It's fine. Yeah, I this <laughs> his name autocorrects is Brandon Bagel, which was uh, very funny because I feel like that kind of adequately describes who he is. Uh, seems like a lot to pay, but Hagel uh, has like eh, more than half a point per game this year and makes one point five this year and next year. So I, I also. Can, feel like this deal is kind of part of the reason why Canucks fans massively overvalued Mott. Yeah, totally. And uh, also uh, the Lightning, like they're trying to buy what might be their last cup. So, okay, that's a minute. Cool. Oh, God, how do I stop the timer? <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, all right, good. <laughs> so next up, we've got uh, the Anaheim Ducks acquire a third-round pick from the Minnesota Wilds for Nicolas Delorier. Don't care. Does anyone else care? Probably not. Nope. Do not care. Uh, next up, the Bruins acquire uh, Hampus Lindholm. Don't care. And Cody Curran. Yeah, okay, Bruins. Uh, Cody then, Curran. All right. Uh, now I care. <laughs> uh, and uh, then sign Lindholm to a massive extension. I can't remember the details of it, but it was a lot. Um, and the Anaheim Ducks acquire John Moore, Erho Vakaninen, 2022 first round pick, a 2023 second round pick, and a 2024 second round pick. Um, I will start once again. We'll go in the same order uh, for sure. everyone here. Uh, we'll start with you, Vias. Uh, not much, but I'm seeing Anaheim as big players the deadline. Yeah. What are they doing? Rebuilding. And okay. uh, if I'll just. They're new manager too, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. I will say uh, my piece just as a response to that, uh, which is that uh, this is one of the teams the Canucks are like going to be competing with in a few years if the rebuild works out the way it is. And holy shit, they added a ton of arrows to their quiver uh, this deadline. So that's all I'm going to say. Elliot, what do you think? Yeah, that is a ton of picks. Is Hampus Lindholm good? I know he used to be good, but I don't know if he still is. Uh, he was very good right up until about the pandemic, and he's really fallen off since then. So this is a quite the bet. Shout out to you, my dude. I got uh, it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, so, you know, they're betting on him being more of a uh, Hampus Lindholm from two years ago than uh, right. the current okay. Hampus Lindholm. All right. Um, next up, uh, this is the big one. I think we can exceed a minute on this one if we want. The Florida Panthers acquire Claude Giroux, German Rubstov, Connor Bunneman, and a 2024 fifth-round pick from the Philadelphia Flyers for former first-round pick Owen Tippett, a third-round pick in 2023, and a first-round pick in 2024. It is uh, a conditional pick. 
The conditions on the pick are if the pick is a top 10 selection, Philadelphia will instead receive Florida's 2025 first round pick. So it's a lottery protected. Um, yeah, I think we don't need to set a timer for this one because it's one of the biggest deals that was made sure. over the past week. Uh, but Vias, one, we'll start with you. German Rubstock. I want to know more about this guy. That's an awesome name. <laughs> yeah, German I Rubstock. Saying, I thought you said, when you said Claude Giroux, comma, German Rubstock, I thought you were describing Chuck Claude Giroux. <laughs> 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 but I didn't know what you meant. That's hilarious. No. <laughs> Uh, German, German Rubstock is the is someone's ethnicity. If they fall for a lot of pranks, and they're German. Gonna... <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, so a yeah, German man. Rubstock was a, from what I can remember, a really, have to that. a really bad <laughs> first round pick that hasn't panned okay. out at all. Um, and and that like people said was bad at the time. From from okay. what I remember, I might be wrong, mm-hmm. but. My, my other thoughts are like, one, like, I'm very happy for him. That's amazing. Like, that's so lucky that you get to have your 1,000 game celebration at home and then go to a contender. Like, uh, I, I don't know who's, like, not happy for him. I know, I know Flyers fans uh, had a moment to that, but they know that there's only one team you want to go to. Um, uh, and finally, we don't know that a Giroux to Vancouver deal hasn't been made and is just kind of stuck in a fax machine <laughs> in Manhattan. So Canucks fans just, you know, just hold tight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Elliot, how about yourself? I know you were really no, uh, hoping. I, I for- was obviously the one who was rooting for Claude Giroux to Vancouver because, you know, it would be funny. Um, and it's just funny to see Florida, you know, try and go the whole. Uh... Oh, God. Oh God! Who's the main? Who's the trade deadline guy who like actually worked out the one time? Ray Ray Uh, Bork. Bork. Jeff Sanderson. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Um, It's obviously you know enticing to see Florida try and do the Ray Bork thing, but I mean they still don't have a goalie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was gonna say. Is like it's hilarious that the Panthers have loaded up this much and still have you know that in net, which is like, I mean, my understanding. Who, Who could they have gotten? Black, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, which we could talk about a little bit at the end of this segment, but like, um, yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, like, here, you know what? I'm just gonna quickly, I'm just gonna quickly look him up. I've heard Bobrovsky has been like much better this year than he was last year. Maybe Bobrovsky just needs Claude Giroux's leadership again. Yes, I think hey, that's entirely fair. Um, okay, so uh, let's I take love a look. the steal. They're now my favorites for the cup. Hey, you know what? Uh, Bobrovsky is same here. Bobrovsky is a 917 this year, and he's played 41 games. So that's fine. Um, he's rested. He's putting up league average numbers. That's all you can really ask for. Slightly better than league average. So, yeah, you know what? That's fine. And, you know, I think the other thing, the other case you could make is like, you know, Bobrovsky is a vet, blah, blah, blah. So, um, you know, if it doesn't work this year, I expect them to go out and get a goalie. <laughs> but uh, Giroux, yeah. cool to see him play his uh, uh, 1,000th game. And I think a uh, like a stark reminder of what happens when you just like get a few good players and think that's enough. Um, yeah. Because like, holy shit, Blink and Giroux's thirty four and still putting up insane numbers, and your team has not managed to. Uh, it's it's actually startlingly similar to the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, they lose to the Blackhawks in the 2010 final 
and then just do not do shit for mm. 12 years after. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think at this point, now that I've seen Bobrovsky's numbers, the Panthers are probably the team to beat in the East. Anyways, and think um, about it. That's two Ray Bork moments. That's Claude Giroux and Joe Thornton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck, I forgot Thornton even plays there, but you're right. Uh, up next, another Florida trade that I don't think we'll have too much to say about. Uh, Panthers grab Robert Haig from the Buffalo Sabres for a sixth. Um, I All I'm going to say about that is for like real heads who pay really close attention, that is a good trade, uh, but it's pretty like small potatoes. This is, to, yeah, this, is, this is just like a worm in my brain right now when you mentioned Florida trade. And I don't remember if this trade kept getting talked about vis-a-vis Florida, sure. but all Canucks trades always end up in Florida somehow. But what if like Mason Raymond and Keith Ballard both happen to be at like a wedding in Florida and there's also another person there at the wedding who was a former second round draft pick? Sure. That would be funny, right? Sure. Yeah, that would be funny. Yeah, yeah if they Thank all you. somehow. Yeah. Ladies, ladies and Anyways, gentlemen, okay. my presentation is over. <laughs> so our next, our next two trades are also going to be uh, off the Thank clock. Our next, I, I, our next three trades are all going to be off the clock for uh, under the Canuck or former Canuck clause. So our next one up, I think the uh, biggest Canucks deal of the deadline, which is not saying much because they had a pretty quiet deadline, but. Uh, the Canucks trade a uh, trade Travis Hamanick to the Ottawa Senators for a 2022 third round pick. Um, feel like Can this one. Noise. Can we actually just roll in the other? Okay, I, I want to include the Toronto trade too. Yeah, and then in very oh, yeah. quick yeah. succession, trade that third round pick that they different acquired. Third round pick. Oh, it is a different third round pick. Yeah, a different one. Oh, I didn't know that they had two third round picks okay so they got so the other thing is that this trade actually undoes the niche or no because you know they undid the Nate schmidt trade yeah so that this is that third round pick yeah okay yeah 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 uh and uh they trade that to uh, they trade the, a different third round pick the winnipeg third round pick that they got from the schmidt trade the patrick alvin was super into undoing jim benning moves uh uh, yeah. at this trade deadline um, in multiple different ways. Uh, but they trade another third round pick uh, to the Toronto Maple Leafs for Travis Dermott. So um, so I think this trade is emblematic of their whole deadline where they don't really do much. I mean, they trade a third for a Travis and then a Travis for a third. Yeah. But then, and they just quietly get a little bit better. And the yeah. picks probably work out in their favor that it'll be a slightly higher pick. So and Travis Dermott's better than Travis Hamannick. So that's just a quiet little win. Yeah. To, to break this one down into segments here, I think the Travis Hamannick for a third deal gets an A plus. Oh yeah. Uh, because you took on, uh, or you offloaded $3 million in a guy who, um, as I put it the other day, you know, he may suck. He may make too much money. Uh, he may have missed a huge chunk of the year because he wouldn't get vaccinated for some stupid reason, but at least everywhere he's gone, uh, everyone hates him. Um, but they managed <laughs> to off- of the Swede, right? Yeah. Uh, they offloaded that 
without taking any money back and got like a better pick for him than like basically anybody got for a bottom of the lineup player at this, uh, at this deadline. So a plus for that. Then they turn around, they trade a different third round pick for Travis Dermott. I give that like a B. Um, I don't know if I wouldn't have rather just had the $3 million in cap space, but um, uh, how do I put this without like putting someone's uh, name out there? Uh, I have heard from at least one very smart hockey person (laughs) who works for an NHL organization. That could be so many people um, that, uh, they are a big fan of Travis Dermott and their word is good enough for me. Um, so yeah. And he's still like, if you listen to the show, you know exactly who it is. No, no, I guarantee you. It's not the person you're thinking. Mm, Okay. I'll tell you after there's at least two people. It could be it's I guarantee you, even you guys wouldn't get it. Um, Mm, okay. Uh, (laughs) so yeah. Um, Travis Dermott, I know like people were really high on him a couple years ago. Oh yeah. And uh, his underlying numbers. I have are no okay. idea what, like, what, what's his deal? What, what is he? What does he do? Does he have uh, any tricks? He's an aggressive, uh, sort of. He has an aggressive style. He's, um, he could play both sides. A lot of people kind of think he like could have gotten, or like he could get more opportunities here, and that he has like maybe a bit more upside than he's shown. But mm-hmm. uh, even if that's not the case he is automatically like your third or fourth best defenseman. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. And I mean, that is damning with faint praise, but um, yeah, like uh, worst case scenario, they got a guy who will be better on their third pair next year. Yeah. Yeah. Better and cheaper, better and cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Does he have uh, just one more year after this? Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. And yeah, and then you can decide what you want to do with them, and maybe you can like just flip him for a, a pick again uh, at next year's deadline. Um, this is a pretty big one, but I'm gonna try to keep it under a minute because we. Uh, oh, sorry, no, I uh, I skipped one because we we uh, we yeah we, we shoved those two deals together. This is another one that we get to spend a tiny bit more time on under the former Canuck clause. Uh, the Los Angeles Kings acquire Troy Stetcher. Uh from the Detroit Red Wings for a 2020 uh, for a 2022 seventh round pick. Honestly, like oh, Troy Stetcher is a pretty good comparable for Travis. <laughs> uh, like Troy Stetcher a year. So ago. we could have gotten him for cheaper. Uh, God damn it. I mean, the thing is, is Dermot has way more cachet right now and like way sure. more yeah. pedigree. Um, sure. Cause he's not. You know, you... Yeah. Right. And he's cheaper. And he's uh, cheaper than Stetcher was coming off his last deal, too. I just have this assumption that if Stetcher were to come back here, even if he's had a bad couple of years, he'll turn it on again because he's playing at home and he, he was good at playing at home. Well, look, like uh, Benning regime taking another L in this one because Troy Stetcher had just about the worst year you could possibly have predicted from him. Like, the opposite of what I said about OEL and you still got a pick for him. Um, and I actually think Troy Stetcher. Yeah. Are we going to see a repeat of the Stetcher Edler pair? 
because we know that oh, Paris is pretty sure, good. For sure, they they will. And uh, like coach, coaches love doing that kind of stuff. Like I don't these know. Guys know each other. Like Stetcher was hurt for a huge if he chunk plays, of the year. If he if he gets, if I think he, he actually will. starts the game. Of course, I think he will. I am a famous Troy Stetcher defender. Um, I think. I think the Kings are going to like him. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they retain him. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if kind of a la uh, Jonathan Dolan or Gustav <laughs> Forsling, um, we sort of like, it takes a while, but that's one that we end up really regretting and feeling really stupid about uh, in the near future, even if it took like a year or two. Yeah. At least he's closer to home. I accidentally moved. Um, the next uh, trade, yeah, I got is, it. Is uh, the Leafs acquire Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell for their 2022 second, 23 second, and 24 third? Yeah, which is hilarious. They just bought. Uh, yeah, they 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 basically just traded all their mid round picks for the next three years. <laughs> um, Who needs them? Yeah. I, I guess, uh, well, I'll start the timer here. Vias, you can, uh, you can give the first comment on this one. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just like, not sure what Seattle's trying to do here. Obviously. I mean, I know what they're trying to do. They're just trying to get picks, but I'm curious what their long-term strategy is where they're giving up their captain of their first season. Uh, I just assume it's, not a great idea to do that when you're trying to build a culture in the team and and in the city with the fans. Uh, I'm just curious what, what Seattle's doing there. And Giordano, correct me if I'm wrong, did he used to play for Toronto? No, no, he's only ever played for... He played for Calgary only, I think, up until this year. Is Giordano Greek? Because mm. I might be mixing him up with Carlo Koliakobo. I mean, those are similar this is, names. This is such... This is such a niche. Anyways, we're spending way too much time yes. on this. There's, only, eight, there's only seven seconds. Um, I'm glad that they've cleared. I'm glad that they've just cleared a route for Jared McCann to become their next captain. Absolutely. Um, I am coming in past the timer here, but I didn't get to say something. Uh, the real win here is getting uh, a year and a bit of Colin Blackwell at like no money. He's a great rate scorer. Um, <laughs> the uh, I, I I don't know if this was a plan and it certainly hasn't been executed well, but I do wonder if Seattle actually just took like all the guys that they thought they'd be able to trade for more later on, oh, because right. like Giordano is a really good example of that. Like guy who like super like high pedigree, high trade value only had a year left on his deal. Like I do wonder a little bit if mm. they were like, okay, fine. We can't get trades for um expansion considerations so we'll just take the players that we can trade for the most later that's fine um, that. that was kind of I, what i, I thought they did originally but i also don't think they did that good of a job of it so who knows right it's a good way to dig yourself out of that hole though yeah absolutely okay next up we have uh definitely one that no one cares about the tampa bay lightning acquire <laughs> nick paul uh, from the Ottawa Senators for Matthew Joseph and a 2024 fourth. I barely know who any of these guys What's, are. There was some something was being talked about how this was uh, they were going to trade Tampa one Mont and Nick Paul was part of that deal or something. I don't know. 
Well, that's not what I, I, I heard. I heard so. Mott and Paul like reference together a lot. Um, yeah, I, I have nothing else to say. All yeah, right. Uh, next one. The Dallas Stars acquired goaltender Scott Wedgwood from the Arizona Coyotes for a conditional 2023 fourth. Uh, once again, just who cares? Uh, who cares? Next. This next one, though, um, I think merits discussion. Uh, actually, the next two, because uh, they fall under the theory that I just uh, laid out, which is the Nashville Predators acquire Jeremy Lozon from the Seattle Kraken for a 2022 second. Uh, I have a take on this, but I'll let the two of you, uh, you go get ahead at it first. I, I don't have. I'm you assuming have, that, no, like, I'm no starting thoughts. to put together that the Kraken really like their draft picks, and I think that's your theory. Well, what I was going to say here is like Jeremy Lozon was a guy who, when they selected him, I remember a lot of people being like, "Who? Why? That like he's not good." The, uh, I remember like he, him being sort of like a guy that was singled out by people as being like they didn't understand the assignment and just treated this like they were trying to pick like the best prospects from other the best like way overripe prospects from other people's teams. Um, but honestly, like I don't know how they fucking got a second for this guy because like he's unless he's been really good for them this year, which seems impossible because Seattle's been terrible. Um, yeah, uh, that also, seems like a Nash- huge overpayment. Where's Nashville in this? Well, one real quick. Uh, glad yeah, yeah he has six points in 53 games. Yeah, exactly. So Nashville, I just assume that they're not doing so well, so why not, why not keep those picks? But Yeah, yeah they're just one of those teams that's like, they're fucked anyway, so they might as well just go for it. Yeah. They're right. like where exactly. San Jose was like four years ago, if that Got makes it. sense. San Jose yeah. was four years ago, four, four years. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, another Kraken trade. Uh, they trade Mason Appleton back to the Winnipeg Jets for a fourth round pick in 2023. Um, I don't know if either of you have much to say on this, but Vias, we'll start with you. You can just pass. I, I wish they could have just done it at the expansion draft where they they picked. You could pick a pick from another team. <laughs> so we could have just skipped all this nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I was going to say was time. like, hey, what, didn't he used to play for the Jets? But Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, I think, once again, oh like, I'm not defending the Kraken or anything. I don't know that they've done a good job of this, but, like, isn't, like, give us a fourth for not taking Mason Appleton the kind of deal we wanted to see the Kraken pull off? Yeah. yeah. Right? And now it's just like they basically just did that, but a year later. So yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm the sure Kraken... Had, I'm sure he had a nice time living in Seattle for a bit. That was probably yeah. fun. Um, Appleton is a guy that I think would be worth, like, any team taking a swing on next year because he had a uncharacteristically down year. I think there might be more to show there. All right. Uh, that comes in at five seconds under the timer. So um, next one is the Pittsburgh Penguins acquire Nathan Beaulieu from the Winnipeg Jets for a conditional seventh. Don't know that we have much to say about that one. Uh, depends on um, that's doing. a ridiculous condition. And yeah, Winni- Winnipeg receives the 2022 seventh round pick if the Penguins win three playoff series and Beaulieu plays in at least 50% of the games. So does that so mean that's basically if, nothing? So yeah, that's like, like they're doing parlay they're doing parlay bets via trades. Yeah, that's like which almost, is kind of fun. Why not? that's almost future considerations. Um 
Next up, Arizona Coyotes acquire Jack McBain uh, for a second round pick. Vancouver's second round pick, interestingly enough, uh, from the Minnesota Wild. Um, Jack, yeah, I kept getting scared when I saw this one because I was like, oh, fuck, did we give up a second? I don't. Turns out we already did. So. Jack McBain is one of those guys whose like, names I've been hearing forever. But I don't. Well, that's because of the Simpsons, probably. No, but for real, like I feel like I've been hearing his name since he was a prospect, but like I don't know anything about him. It says he's, it says it's AHL junior signing rights. So yeah, that's nothing. Um, let's move on to the next one then. Uh, Washington Capitals acquire Marcus Johansson uh, at fifty percent retained um, from the Seattle Kraken for another guy whose name I've been hearing forever, Daniel Sprong, and two picks, uh, a fourth in 2022 and a sixth in 2023. Um, Johansson, I feel like, used to play for the Capitals. <laughs> this is where we're getting that into sounds my, like a name. Yeah. my lack yeah. of knowledge. Um, Daniel Sprong, I feel like, was a guy who just never really worked out. Um, yeah, no. who cares? Uh, next up coyotes, once again, uh, acquire Brian little and Nathan Smith. <laughs> uh, Wait a minute. Not the kidding? same, not the same Nathan Smith that the Canucks drafted like 30 years ago. Oh, um, my, okay, okay. Okay. Sadly. Wait, 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 who is this between? Uh, Arizona and, Arizona and uh, the jets who get a fourth round pick. Holy in return. shit. Dude, Brian Little has been a part of the Jets and Atlanta Thrashers uh, yeah. franchise forever. Like, yeah. I'm talking yeah. like the first time I played an NHL video game, he was on the Thrashers. Yeah, I and know. And he has just stuck around. That's that's insane. Wow. That's just I, them. I, dumb. One, he's still playing. Yeah. Wild. Two. Uh, oh, that's, and there's a funny connection between Winnipeg and the Coyotes. Wait. Yeah, totally. Wait a minute. There's something there. Yeah. Uh, what am I thinking? You're thinking that the yes. Winnipeg Jets originally was relocated to the R- defense, right, which is correct. Uh, yeah, oh, that's yes, weird. Yes, yes, oh yes, my yes, god, yes. that's so like uh, <laughs> that's that's too confusing. I don't want to think about that. Um, next up, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Elliot, do you have anything to say about that? I have nothing to say about this. Yeah, I cap dump um, the Coyotes continuing to just try to have the most fake money ever so they can uh, not pay anyone. Uh, this next one, I don't have Coyotes any. Coyotes are going to like get, get a player for crypto stuff somehow. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, don't have anything to say about this one beyond it's a classic Jeff finger trade, uh, Jeff finger style trade slash arguably Marcus Granlin style trade where uh, the Minnesota wild clearly thought they were trading for Capo Caco, but it's actually Capo Kakinen. <laughs> Uh, and a fifth round pick for Jacob Middleton. I don't know who any of these people are, and I don't care. Uh, Frederick Ayard for Braden Burke, Los Angeles and Nashville. Don't care about that either. Nope. Um, this is a big one, though, uh, but not big enough for me to not set the timer. Hold on. Um, the Chicago Blackhawks acquire a 2022 conditional second round pick from Minnesota in exchange for Marc-Andre Fleury at 50% retained. Uh, Vias, we'll start with you. What What is with – has he been good? Like, do the Wild not have any goalies or something? I'm The Wild uh, do not have any goalies that are any good, and Fleury's been okay. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. And has pedigree. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I, that makes sense if you're Chicago and you're totally selling. Um, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm kind of curious about what the Wild are going to do. I, I haven't seen the Wild in the news so much for a long time. If Flurry can take the Wild to the cup final, which I know is a big ask, that makes him like, what, the first goalie since Hasek to take three different teams to the cup final? That would Wait, be very Hasek? cool. Wait. Devils. Wait, it was Hasek only two. Or not Devils. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, no, no, uh, wait. Hasek was Red, Red Wings and the Sabres, I thought. Not yeah. Dead. Yes, Did only two. Brandon so that, that would actually make him the... That Maybe would like, the give him a claim to being like, he's done a thing that no one's ever done. Yeah. Uh, okay. Just to quickly look here, I am... Because the I record was... would be Raw and and the other guy you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, so Ross probably the only guy who's won with two different teams. For what it's one worth, two, Minnesota yeah. is probably mm. doing a lot better than either of you guys. And no, no, I, I like was curious about this deal, so I've read a bit about it. And it's like, oh yeah, Minnesota's like actually good now. They're they're second in the central. Yeah. Well, they were fantastic in the beginning of the year. I remember that. And um, they have uh the third best winning percentage in the West after Colorado and Calgary. So um yeah. Uh why not go for it? You're you're the Minnesota Wild. You've never done like anything. Um, You've scored zero goals in the conference finals or later. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, Early next up. Uh, oh, uh, we don't really have to spend too much time on this, but I won't touch the uh, timer just because of our special rules. Nashville Predators acquire Alex Biega from hey, the Toronto Maple for, for future for considerations. Um, I love how every depth defenseman for the Canucks from like 2015 wound up on the Predators at some point. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah not, not, nothing to say. I'm happy for him. Happy he's getting money. Rangers, acquire, me to eat. Rangers acquire Justin Braun uh, for a third from the Flyers. Uh, sure. I think Justin Braun was the guy who told the story about Claude Giroux being very, very excited to get croutons on his pizza. So that's what I have to say about that. Um, yeah. Well, next... I like his work hosting uh, Sportsnet Central and all that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> uh, Okay. Good Twitter Bru- account, I guess. Bruins yeah. acquire Josh Brown and a conditional seventh from the Ottawa Senators for Zach Senishin and a 2022 fifth. Uh, all I have to say about that is, uh, wow, the Bruins could get Barzell, Connor, and Shillington here. Yeah, that's the only thing I know about Zach Sinishin, So yeah, um, do you think when he start when he has to like you know put on a jersey for the Bruins, they have to change his nameplate to Bruin? <laughs> I hate you. Next yeah, up, Avalanche acquire Arturi Lekkinen uh, at fifty percent retained from the Montreal Canadiens. For Justin Barron and a 2024 second, don't have anything to say about that except, uh, damn, that is a haul for Arturi Lekkinen. That's a good trade by uh, whoever the <laughs> fuck the GM is in Montreal now. I want to say Gordon? Jeff Gordon, but he's not. He's the president. Oh, Some right. other guy, a French guy, presumably. Kent Hughes. Sure. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> next up, uh, the St. Louis Blues acquire... Luke Witkowski, who is a nobody, uh, but also Nick Letty at 50% retained from the Detroit Red Wings for Oscar Sundquist, Jake Wallman, and a 2023 second. Um, that's a pretty big one. That's a good pickup for 
the Blues. Yeah. I think. It, this is for a big playoff run with Let. Well, I, I forget if Letty is good or not. I know he was great on the Islanders. Yeah, he he, he used to be deal, good. But... Uh, presumably, um, I I don't know if he's. I think he's okay still. Probably, if not, uh, I mean he's only two point seven, and maybe you're just doing that thing where you're like, let's sign an old guy who, you know, wants a cup, and that'll like make our team play better for that guy. I don't know. That's a thing, right? Sure. Yeah, they don't have any old guys who have won a cup before, so. Yeah, I That's don't important. think so. Uh, all right, next I'm jo- up. I'm joking. It's the Blues. No, I no, but who haven't won a cup? No, we uh, saying they've all won a cup lately. Yeah, they don't need they don't need old guys who can be spurned into. Yeah, anyways, they're much. I don't get. I don't get. They won a cup like three years ago, dude. I, am I missing something? Next. <laughs> no, seriously, am I missing something? Like, no, he's saying that I'm, they uh, that they all know how to win already, so they don't need an old guy to like make no, them win out of pity. No, but that's not you. Wi- you okay, whatever. It doesn't. Yeah, matter. no, I know what you're saying. They're they're using the other strategy. They're using the we know how to win strategy, not the we have an old guy that you feel bad for strategy. Okay, I understand. All right. Yeah. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens acquire a guy named Nate Schnarr, who is nobody, uh, in exchange from the New Year's New Jersey Devils for Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar. Uh, all I have to say about that is, damn, that guy is still around. Wild. What was what was the hamburger thing around? Oh man, he like took the Ottawa Senators like conference finals, and he had played oh, like ten games. A single goal, right. a single goal away from the Cup final in right, 2016. Right, right. I, I want to say the best that team like ever did with Eric Carlson, and they did it. That on was the back. that was with the uh, that was with the dude with the walrus uh, beard, right, Paul. Something? Yes, uh, I can't remember his name, but yeah, the walrus guy. I think I only said Paul because it sounds like Wall. But... No, he was one of those yeah. guys who he was one of those guys who, like, one of the endless guys named like Murray, I think, <laughs> or like, no, that's that's the GM, but like, no, yeah. he had like the, a name that everyone else has. Justin will put mm-hmm. him here, I'm sure. Vias is correct. That is a Paul Paul McLean is his name, or Paulie Walrus, I guess. Next up, Coyotes acquire a third-round pick for Johan Larson. Who cares? Um, sure. Senators yeah. get Michael McNiven from the Calgary's or for, for, from the from the Calgary's from the Calgary Flames for future considerations. Who cares? Um, New York Rangers acquire Nick Merkley uh, for Anthony Potato. This is just an AHL deal, but I will say I remember when both of those guys were supposed to be something. Um, not much to say about this next one, but uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, get future considerations. <laughs> I shouldn't have phrased it that way. Uh, Tampa Bay gets Riley Nash. Good, good job uh, by Tampa to just get back Riley Nash for nothing. Um, useful player. I don't yeah. know if you guys have anything to say about that, but nope. Okay, uh, a rather big one here in terms of assets going in and out. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets acquire Morgan Barron, two second round picks, uh, both in 2022 and a fifth in 2023 uh, from the Rangers for Andrew Kopp and uh, a 2023 sixth. Uh, Vias, what's your take? My take is that there, I'm surprised there are two people in the league with the last name Barron. That's, yeah. all. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, Elliot? Um. I mean, first of all, I just want to make some sort of NYPD joke, but yes. the real thing is, what is Winnipeg selling, right? Like, 
more than anything else. Yeah. Because they know they're not going to really make the playoffs. Yeah, no, they're probably not. They're like right okay. in the same boat that the Canucks are. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm glad that everyone's going to finally stop calling them the Dark Horse Contender just because they feel bad for Winnipeg. Um, yes. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, their time went, came and went. Uh, what the fuck is the deal with Andrew Kopp? I, that seems like a lot to pay for him, especially when he makes like almost $4 million. I remember him like Pop's being a good... I remember him being a good, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I remember him being a good cheap player at one point, but it doesn't seem like he's that anymore. It seems weird to me. Uh, all right. Uh, Nelson, no gear for Marcus Phillips. That's nobody. Those are, those are creative players. <laughs> no gear. That's like my creative player for Gran Turismo. Yeah. Uh, Jets acquire Zach Sanford uh, from the senators for a 2022 fifth. Don't have anything to say about that. Next one is big though. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins acquire uh, Ricard Raquel at 35% retained from the Anaheim Ducks 35. for Dominic Simon, Zach Aston Reese, Calais Klang, <laughs> who is that's a signing rights for an AHL junior player slash junior player, one or the other. And a 2022 second, uh, Vias, what do you think? Um, no idea, to be honest. Uh, could you, wait, could you repeat the very first name? Ricard Raquel, Raquel. right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I guess I'm, again, just curious to see what, Anna, like, what Anaheim's doing. Because I thought Raquel was a somewhat younger guy who... Nah, he's 28. Like, he, he was younger back in 2014. Yeah, he was young okay. when... why you think he's younger. Yeah, exactly. He, he was a guy When who, the Ducks were starting to retool. Yeah, he's a guy time. who got, uh, old without you realizing i think he's the same age right. as campus lindholm right yeah they're like the same era player i think uh this one falls under the like tyler Toffoli type acquisition where it's like uh his numbers aren't that great but they're not bad and he played on a bad team and you're probably thinking he's going to put up way better numbers with a better player uh elliot you got 10 seconds uh yeah i think this ricardo Kell always had a great name no, it makes sense for both teams. Yep. Yeah, a uh, huge haul once again for the Anaheim Ducks. They sure know how to rebuild. Um, oh, also like uh, Zach Aston Reese. That's a and Dominic Simon, both like very cool, uh, cheap, young, uh, like young-ish. I think uh, pickups like that. Uh, next up, Edmonton Oilers acquire Brett Kulak at fifty percent retained from the Montreal Canadiens for William Lagason or Lagason. I don't know. Uh, um, I might just Legacy, be assuming. That's I might like just new, new Norwegian kind of name. Might just be assuming he's French because he's uh he played for Montreal. Um, a 2022 conditional pick and a 2024th, 2024 seventh. Sorry. Uh, start with you, Bias. Anything to say? Mm, no, I I feel like I did see some talk about. Maybe it was just in the DM where you guys were comparing the return for Hamannick, uh compared to Kulak and how, I don't know. Yeah. I, honestly, that's all I got. if Kulak gets, gets this, that just proves that the Hamannick trade is, is good because it's right. like, it's like a slightly better. I don't know what uh, Lagason's deal is, but like, it's, you know, this is a much better player for only a slightly better haul. Elliot. Um, makes sense that Edmonton's targeting defensemen considering their team is what their team is. Yeah, I remember Kulak was like... It's only been the, 10 years. Kulak was the guy I thought that 
the uh, Kraken should take from the Canadians. So, um, right. yeah. Anyways, another big one here. Uh, Edmonton Oilers acquire Derek Brassard at 50% retained. So they're getting him for like literally un- under league minimum in terms of real salary from the Philadelphia Flyers uh, for a fourth. Uh, we'll start with you, Vias. Was there no goalie available like for any team at this deadline? Like, what the fuck? Well, there was a guy with like a 700 save percentage in his last three starts. Yeah. <laughs> Did he have, well, oh, okay. Well, I don't know. This feels like, uh, like, I feel, I don't feel bad for them, but Edmonton fans, man. That like- sucks. Um, it's wild to see the Flyers decide to actually sell and not just be in the middle of the league forever. Yeah. Uh, what I will say is, uh, well, at least you got him for cheap. I don't know if he's anything anymore. Uh, next deal. The Dallas Stars acquire uh, Vladislav Nemesnikov at 50% retained uh, from the Detroit Red Wings for a 2024 fourth. I have something to say about this, but it really only relates to another trade that we're going to talk about later. So, uh, Vyas, I'll kick it over. I got nothing. I got nothing. Elliot? Uh, I think this is like fair value for like a fourth line player. Yeah. uh, Which sets up something, which I think sets up what you're going to say. Yeah. The thing I will say about Nemestikov is his numbers are better than a fourth line player, but he's a fourth line player on a good team. He's putting up numbers because he's playing in Detroit where they have like no, nobody. Uh, All right. Uh, Next up. Can't believe this guy is still in the league. Uh, Colorado Avalanche acquire Andrew Cogliano at 50% retained from the San Jose Sharks for a 2024 fifth. Vias, what do you think? Uh, good for him. That's all. Yeah. Also, have we done the Tyler Mott one yet? Or are we saving it's, that coming. it's coming. It's coming. Yes. Okay. I'm doing these in I the order bad. that I came out. So, okay, I feel so bad. For no, uh, Cogliano is actually the rape work of this year. No, see, this is better because this now people are forced to listen to the whole episode instead of just... You know, we talk you about the Canucks off the hop. Like, folks? Yeah, that's right. I want you to li- I want you to get all of the tidbits. Also, like we haven't talked about hockey this much on the show in like years. So, uh, Elliot uh, Cogliano, any takes on that? Uh, the real? He's the real Ray Bork of this year. Yeah, absolutely. He's extremely old. Going to the Avs, you know. My uh, thing that I will say is Andrew Cogliano. Any good anymore? I have no idea. I would love to hear from the folks at home. Uh, Next up, Calgary Flames acquire Ryan Carpenter for a fifth from the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't know who that is. Uh, I don't care. Jesus was a carpenter. Correct. You should care about who he is. (laughs) Um, San Jose Sharks, Antoine Morand, Tampa Bay Lightning, Alexi Melnichuk. Don't care. Don't know who any of these people are. Now we get to the big one that uh, everybody was probably waiting for us to talk about. uh, So I won't set the timer here. Uh, the New York Rangers acquire Tyler Mott from the Vancouver Canucks for a 2023 fourth. Vias, I know you've been dying to talk about Tyler Mott, so tell me what you think. For, for uh, I'm, I'm really not, but I didn't realize it was 2023, so we didn't even get to pick this year, eh? Yeah, that's like right. we had we had to wait. <clears throat> that's that is kind of surprising to me. I I, I thought that if they're going to get rid of somebody that good, they were going to try well, to get the return for this. He's year, not but... that good though. Uh, thank you, Elliot. Um, I literally, I only say that because of like muscle memory from just seeing everybody else hype him up and <laughs> like, if yeah, he's I, absolutely, like, it's just a rail I grab onto. I'm like, right. Okay. He's good. I, if Victor Reskovich like played for this team this right year. now, people would say he's good. 
Well, yeah, but Viktor Oreskovich was a god. So that's not well, a fair yeah. comparison. He, he was a god. And, kidding, and he'll obviously. also probably help you save in your taxes. That's <laughs> that is about. true. You get a uh, fourth line, like depth winger, but you also get a cap management guy. So that is like, <laughs> yeah, <very, laughs> um, I'm just going to quickly, just for like, uh, for context here, Tyler Mott has uh, 260 NHL games played and 62 points. He has 15 points this year in 49 games, seven goals. Uh, and I'm just going to very quickly uh, check something else. So Elliot, fill some time here. What do you think about uh, Tyler Mott? Like he's absolutely the guy they had to trade. Yeah. Like there's a few people that they should trade at some point. Tyler Mott's the only guy that they absolutely had to trade right now. And they did it. And they didn't get like a great deal. Everybody got a little bit greedy after the uh, Brandon Hagel trade. But yeah, absolutely. You got a fourth for him. This is a win. Um, Hagel also has like two and a half times more points. Well, sure, but they got something. two first rounds for him. So you should that is true. Him. Yeah. So like it's reasonable to say, hey, maybe we could get a second here. Yeah. Uh, for, but yeah. in real life, no, you got a fourth. Be happy. Yeah. Tyler Mott uh, has no, has his best uh, shot share season came with Columbus and it was 47%. And he has two seasons of positive uh, expected goals. One of them is yet this year, which makes sense because he's played well. And then the other is from when he was in Chicago. Uh, this guy is not good, folks. Like he's Look, a perfectly I, fine. Not... He's a perfectly fine fourth line like player who is playing third line minutes in Vancouver because they suck. Uh, they got the to circle back. They got what uh, the. Red Wings got for Nemestikov, and Nemestikov has twice as many points. Yeah. Uh, Look, this was the going rate for this type of player. Okay. Talamon is a testament to what your reputation could be if you were just a nice guy. And and you were a little bit emotionally honest. And you work hard. That is not a slight to Talamon, and you work hard. It is just... uh, That is my uh, three rules for life, uh, Jordan Peterson. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. uh, Much shorter. But just be nice, uh, put a little effort in for the people around you and uh, go on the broadcast. Yes. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, we need to get we need to get a first round draft pick, like the actual pick to get on to get on the broadcast as a guest. So they can the be pick. traded and maybe yeah. just a pick. Just, just a pick. the general concept of a pick. The concept of a pick. Uh I don't, I don't, I'm trying to make up like what a question is that they would ask him. I, I don't know. But um, what does it feel I, like to be traded by Jim Benning over and over again? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, this was the one that they had to do. Basically, um, I, I said like I'd, I, I, I said, I think earlier, like I'll know everything I need to know by what they do with Tyler Mott. Kind of an overreaction at this point. But because uh, they didn't really do much else, but like it's just nice that yeah, they feels that, empty. It feels nice that they that we have a front office now that will do the uh, the tap in, like the thing that Jim Benning would mm-hmm. never do: trade a guy on an expiring contract for a pick. Um, yeah, the bar Especially is you could be giving him like a ten million dollar deal over four years. Yeah, the bar is that low, but whatever. Uh, next up, we have 
Uh, Kraken get Victor Rask at 50% retained from the Minnesota Wild for future considerations. This guy was traded for Nito Niederreiter. Wait, it's, That's all it's I'm going to say. Isn't it the other way around? I thought I thought the, the Wild no. got Rask. No, the Wild oh. had Rask for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. They traded what Nito Niederreiter for him. Uh, well, Victor Rask sucks. <laughs> they paid another team uh, – <laughs> 50 they paid another team a million dollars to take him um, so much of my assumptions of who is good and who is bad is based off of like various simulated seasons of Eastside hockey manager so apologies everybody yeah uh okay we only have two deals left uh this is a weird one the it's a three-way deal uh the carolina hurricanes nothing weird about that. acquire max domi at 50 percent retained and the signing rights to Tyler Inamoto um, from Florida. Uh, oh, I thought you meant like in one of those car share cars. Florida gets a sixth round. Uh, this is so confusing. I'm sorry if I get this wrong. Okay. Can I try? <laughs> yeah, you can You can do this. Yeah. Okay. The Columbus Blue Jackets get Aiden Hurstchuk. Yes. Who's an AHL signing rights. We don't really care. Yeah. Max Domi bounces through Florida and he gets 50% of his contract retained at both steps. Yes. So Florida's actually holding on to, I think, 1.3 of his $1.3 million of his contract. Yeah. Florida also gets a sixth round pick from Toronto. Yeah. I'm not that, sure who had that before. Yeah. And then Florida also gets Igor Korshkov. Yes. And then Carolina winds up with Max Domi, who at this point is only getting paid 1.3 against the cap. And Tyler Inamoto. Yeah, uh, he wanted to go be with his friend uh, Tony D'Angelo. Uh, that's a good pickup, I, though. I, like Carolina, I just, Tyler Inamoto. No, no, <laughs> no, Carolina just deciding that they're going to acquire all the assholes uh, who have had their value tanked from being assholes is like, I don't, I don't respect it because it sucks, but it is smart, and they are the other team to beat in the East. Uh, they just want to get back in Don Cherry's good books. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Okay, our final one. Uh, this is this is beep, 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 uh, coming down the wire here. Uh, this is a big one because, holy shit, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are loading up by acquiring former Canuck Ryan Kessler <laughs> and uh, John Moore uh, and sending uh, Evgeny Dadanov and a 2024 conditional second uh, is Dadnov like still what? playing? Like, what the fuck happened here? Okay, like, none of this makes sense to me. So the other part of this that doesn't make sense is that Dadnov never submitted his ten team no trade list. Oh, by the deadline, so they might not be able to pull this deal off. That's so weird. Did did he just like not do it? So it so like it doesn't count. That would be wild. Yeah, another good deal. The way that I saw it made it sound like he didn't submit his ten team like his 10 team exception to his no trade list, which means he can't be traded, which cannot be true because otherwise you would just give yourself a no trade clause. Yeah. <laughs> so it must be like the golden Knights never asked for it. Oh, weird. But maybe because he never. Yeah. So as of when we started recording, maybe things have broken since then. Yeah. That's you know what? Right like now, an this whole thing's up in the, air. the agent. That seems yeah. like a very, like who's his, is his agent a big guy? Like, that seems like a huge like because obviously this is not on data now. That's that's something the agent 
does. Yeah, this is uh, um, a very weird trade that uh, if we weren't so late in the episode, I would probably be interested in breaking down. Maybe we'll talk about it a little bit okay. in the next episode if we find something. There's, there's a tweet oh, from Chris okay. Gear which says that Dadanov oh. forgot to submit the player's no trade list, which voided his no trade clause. Okay, that makes sense. Right. Yeah, yeah, because it Oops. would automatically go to a no, no trade clause. It would just go to Yeah, that would just right? wipe it. Dadanov is a decent player. Um, let's see what the what his deal is. Uh, he makes $5 million next year and then he's done. Um, maybe they're thinking they could like, maybe they're thinking they can sell him uh, at the deadline next year. I'm not sure what they're thinking there, uh, but he's, he's okay. Uh, he scores sometimes. All right. Well, that's it for before, the trade deadline. Before we go, well, before we go to yeah. the, the last segment, yeah. what are the kind of big picture uh, view from 60,000 feet? takeaways from the deadline like did i guess florida massively improved and so their odds for the playoff uh, for the for the cup probably go up much higher i'm just wondering if there's anybody else who has played this extremely smart because i saw it in succession that there's a lot of wild trades so clearly they're going for it yeah um i'm gonna say else that sticks out to you guys uh the two big winners this year for totally different reasons are the panthers and the ducks uh, the Ducks, mm-hmm. because they netted a ton of assets for a rebuild and like are, I think, going to be able to be on the upswing in a year or two with all of these right. assets. Um, and Florida, mm-hmm. uh, because they're re- they're really good. They got a lot better. They got like good players. They got uh, players who have p- players who are both good and have like pedigree. Um, and yeah, they, they look like a total powerhouse. So that's, that's my, uh, macro view on the trade deadline itself. There isn't a team that really sticks out to me as a loser other than, uh, Ottawa, just because of the Hamannick thing. And hilariously, I heard from someone, uh, this is secondhand. So I don't know if this is true, but I hope it is that Dorian basically said, well, they wouldn't take a fifth. And we didn't have a fourth, so we gave them a third, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so that's Jim Benning shit. What was that, Bias? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dory, I, yeah. Dorian is the biggest Benning in the league now, I think. The, the torch has been passed. Actually, Dorian might be worse. Um, I think we owe it to the listeners who stuck it through all of that nonsense for at least one roundtable take on how the Canucks did this deadline. Uh, I'll just keep going in the same order and start with you, Vias, the voice of the people. Of how the, of how the Canucks did? Yeah. Um, it felt a bit empty. Like, yeah, sure. they got their they, they got their, their Montiel. They did get picks. Uh, but I think, obviously, everybody's waiting for something bigger. Um, I'm a little worried because when we still have so many good players in the team that I think should have been traded, we're still going to hover in the middle of the pack. Uh, we're not going to make the playoffs, but we're going to, you know, end up like 18th or 19th in the league. Meaning we only get like a 12th. Uh, like our, our first round pick is probably going to be at 12. Um, sure. It feels a bit of a waste of the year. I, I do wish that they did something bigger. I was quite happy that the Canucks lost pretty badly in the last couple of games. Me too. Uh, um, cause I, I really thought that that was going to be the, it was going to give Alvin and Rutherford, uh, a great excuse to go, go crazy, uh, at the deadline, but yeah, it felt a bit empty, but 
hey, we got – I can't believe we got picks. Yeah. I. Yeah. It goes back to what I said about, I think, maybe last episode where that whole assumption of doom thing. Like, we yes. didn't love that first couple moves, I think. I forgot what we were talking about, but there was a bit of a feeling of like, oh, no, let's – We didn't. We just didn't love what mistakes. we were hearing because they hadn't really done it. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. right. And so this this helps kind of justify the feeling of like, they may not move as fast as I want, but it's in a direction that I can appreciate. So, and and so I'm sticking around for the ride. And there was one thing I wanted to add about Travis Hamannick. Yeah. Um, that uh, Georgia sent in. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see this? What her favorite moment? Yeah. Was? <laughs> favorite Hamannick moment will always be his press conference where he clutched a water bottle the whole time so that he wouldn't have to wear a mask and thus prove that he wasn't vaccinated. Amazing. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, oh, I, and the, la- the last thing that yeah. uh, I'm not going to say who wrote this, but I, I'm surprised I didn't, I didn't hear that Mott was getting traded ahead of time, uh, more obviously because his wife was posting on Instagram about it the night before. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. having a goodbye party with, with the wags. Oh, so, that's interesting. Yeah. We're, we're, like every Canucks journalist is better be on top. Or I guess they're not going to help that as much, but. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's just yeah. like, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it's also, also not. I've also heard that they'll do like a th- social thing, anyways. Even if they don't know if someone's getting traded, like they'll still just do a social thing before the death. Anyways, Elliot, anyways, what do you, what do you think? I want to push back on what Vyas just said because sure. I, unless they shut down Demko, traded Miller, Besser, Garland, and Mott, and then just made like. Halak and Martin split starts the rest of the year. They're yeah. not going to finish. Like, there's nothing you can do that'll make this team finish lower. Like, outside of winning the lottery, they're not finishing in the bottom ten. Yeah, at this point. Yeah, like they're in the middle. They're in that gross spot, anyways. <laughs> so there's nothing really pressing on them. They had to trade Mox because his deal was expiring. But Besser's still an RFA. Miller still's another year on his deal. Garland still is like four years on his deal. I don't even know why you'd want to trade him. Yeah. Unless, I mean, if you can get a haul from, of course, but yeah. if you're trading everybody else, then it's fine to trade yes. Garland, but, but he should the be one towards the end of your list of guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think we were talking about earlier, like if he's the one person you trade, that's a mistake. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. I, th- I believe what I said is out of all of the guys that they should trade, which is like everybody except Pedersen Demko, he is, he is the one they should least trade because he's yeah. cheap yeah. and yeah. good. Um, uh, here's what I will say. Uh, the moves the Canucks made were all very good. The moves they didn't make might end up costing them. But Jim Benning got like six wait and see years. I'll give Patrick Alvian until the draft. Yeah. You know, like, like I sure. genuinely like I know a lot of people are saying like, oh, this was the most you could ever get for Miller. Maybe I don't fucking know. But like I. I'm willing to wait for, for a guy who hasn't fu- like done an obvious fuck up yet. The way like Benning did, uh, I'm willing to wait a few more months to see what happens here. Um, the, like I said, the deals they did make were all good. Uh, they didn't make any bad deals. So like for now it was fine. We didn't really learn anything. So we're gonna, we're gonna have to reconvene in the summer and see what they do then. Uh, Vias, we've got one segment left. 
courtesy oh, yes. of you. I have no idea what it is or what we're doing. So uh, I'm, I'm flipping it over to you. Okay. We're, we're going to toy with the segment. It's called Let's Piss Jackson Off. Uh, <laughs> if Justin can come up with appropriate music for that, that would be wonderful. Uh, uh, only if you can. And let's not get our show kicked off Spotify uh, again. again. It's time for Let's Piss Jackson Off. Um, okay. So after the music... We asked for input from people and their thoughts um, and uh, to just try to rile you up or just to get your thoughts, you specifically. Before One we, from Lou. Before, before you start, I did just want to say it was very funny when you, I believe it was you, uh, tweeted last night from the show account uh, after the Canucks lost. <laughs> the worst part about just, this just is how happy Jackson it. is. Oh yeah, that was no, very funny. That was, that was, yeah. that was absolutely. Yeah. I thought that was very funny. Okay, please. Continue. I just I saw you. I saw you tweeting like so quickly, and I'm like, this motherfucker has the <laughs> shittiest shit eating grin of all time. Shittier than a dog eating its own poop. Yeah. It's, yeah. I I'm I'm so mad. Like I I thought things were in the up. <laughs> all right. Let me um, hear from the anyways, good people. There's a, there's a, like not all these are gonna piss you off, but okay. uh, but but one will. <laughs> And the okay. long one will, so I'll get yeah, a few right. out of the way. Is Brock Besser still here because Bruce Boudreaux is trying to transform him into a 200-foot player like Steve Eisman from <laughs> It Looks Real? You know what? Uh, I'm going to say to that person, Brock Besser is a 200-foot player. Yeah. So whatever. Lube. Yeah. Uh, no, he's, uh, he's actually, I think, out of like those guys that uh, they want to trade. Um, he's one of the better defensive players. Uh, he's much better defensively than fucking uh, TJ Miller, disgraced comedian. Um, he's also not nearly as good, but whatever. Uh, yeah, no, he's he's fine defensively. That's my take on that. If Jim Benning's name was Jackson Benning, would he have been a better G? And that's yes. from Mike Gould. Okay. Um, this one... <laughs> this one Elliot sent me, our friend Elliot, <laughs> friend of the show. Friend of the show, Elliot. What do, have, what do you have to say to this statement? Jim Benning got $30 million in cap space for those guys. I, I forget who those – Elliot, who are you talking about? Well, you were saying that uh, – Oh, yeah, I tweeted that – Benning that, got more – or sorry, yeah. that Rutherford or Alvin got more for Tyler Mott than Benning got for like this laundry list of players – so I was yeah, like, all right, fine. Right. Well, Benny got $30.1 million in cap space for all those guys. Yeah, and my response to that would be, look at what he spent it on. Well, yeah. <laughs> so it's not an asset if you if you don't use it properly. It's not an asset if you immediately light it on fire like the Joker did with all the money from the... Golf yeah, absolutely. Which is, which is exactly... Uh, Jim Benning Joker is a bit that we should definitely uh, look into uh, on an episode where we have more time. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, um, yeah, nobody, nobody, when Jim Benning was growing up, there was no old ladies around. He, he clearly, like, all the women in his life, like, were just not around, so nobody was there to tell him, don't spend it all in one place. That's right, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to let you guess who sent this one in. Okay. Um, Hi, here's my question. Shrek is eight feet tall. I looked up average penis size per height. And in the UK, because he's Scottish, the average is about 7.83%, meaning statistically, his dick is 7.5 inches. 
Okay. Does Jackson think that this is accurate or does he think it would be much bigger? If he thinks bigger, I'd like to see his work. Thank you. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to assume that came from Romina. I don't know yeah. why anyone would think that would make me Rams reboot. That's a, that's a fascinating question. Um, well, I think the, the main question we go for here is, is Shrek is not human. So what is average orc or sorry, ogre penis size? Uh, because I, I, the counter example I'm going to use here is like a gorilla actually has a very small dick. So for an ogre, it could be the same kind of thing. Ogres are kind of like gorillas. They're sort of like green gorillas, um, sort of. Uh, so I'm going to say um, just going, if we're going to go purely off of like, okay, he's eight feet tall and it's going to be uh, like, it's going to be roughly proportionate to height. I'll say those numbers seem like they track out. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm going to, that's right. what I'm going to say. The next two, there's one very short one and then there's one long one. Okay. Do the I'm short one. I'm not going to tell you who. Okay. It came from yeah. until the end. All right. So the first one is ask him why today's Mott trade, fourth for a player with 15 points in 49 games, yeah. is better than the return for Hansen, who had 14 in 46 games the year after he was traded. Uh, it's not better. The tra- the return in the Hansen trade was great. It just didn't work out. So you agree with this fellow? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Benning's good like, start. Benning's best work was trading those two guys for what he got Hanson and Burroughs. He just, it, the guys just didn't work out except for Dolan did because they were, because they're married to Trent Cole for some reason. Um, okay. That's the best thing Jim Benning like ever did he, from a process standpoint. I wish he would have done stuff like that more if they had made that those kinds of trades like four or five times more than they actually did. They would have hit on some guys. I think it's a little weird to compare Hanson stats the year after he got traded, but it's fine. Yeah, I agree. I, I, thought, I thought the same, too. Yeah. All right. The second one. This is a bit of a long one. Okay. It's not a question. It's <laughs> what are your thoughts? Okay. Uh, disqualified, okay. but okay. <laughs> All right. You are the kid who, the, the who raises. Is- sorry. You, you are the child in the assembly who raises his hand to tell a story. And everyone says to you, everyone thinks, sorry, while you're saying this, Jesus Christ, shut the fuck up. This was supposed to be a question period, but please continue. I've already well, the mad. Is wow, the, this guy succeeded. The question is, <laughs> you already agreed with him. Okay. The statement is okay. The take, yeah. the take is, yeah. the Canucks actually won the Good Branson trade. Um, so Tell me what do you okay. think? You know who it is? Okay. So the Canucks gave up a second, and I'm just reading what they sent me. Okay. So if some of the syntax is a bit off. Let me okay. know. Okay. And just try your best with it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the Canucks gave up a second and McCann for Gabranson. Gabranson is, by standard statistical analysis, a negative asset. So mm-hmm. it had all the makings of a disaster. Mm-hmm. Florida got some good assets, a second and a former first rounder with upside. Yeah. Unfortunately, the trade is arguably what caused one of the most acrimonious firings in NHL history, costing the Panthers a Jack Adams caliber coach. Mm-hmm. Dara Gallant valued Gabranson's game. How hard could he make it on opposing? How hard he could how hard he could make it on opposing forwards. Yeah, if he ever caught up to them, which never happened, but please continue. (laughs) That, as much as anything else, is why Gallant and close friend Mike Kelly are no longer in the Florida bench. I don't know if that means close friend of the person sending this or Gallant. Okay. Uh, 
the third point. The Canucks roll Goody for a good two years and then flip him for Pearson, who goes on to have a career year for the Canucks and still with the team providing second-line value. What mm-hmm. about Florida? They flip the second for another one with Buffalo and get Adam Mascarin, who busts out and goes back to the draft. Yeah. They then flip McCann as a piece in a cap dump for players, none who stick, and a bevy of picks, second and two fourth-round picks. They get Vladislav Kolyachanuk, who they flip to offload Strawman. They package both fourths to get a third. Jesus Christ, this is so long. This is really well fourths. researched, but this is very much the kid in the assembly <laughs> telling up, the story. Shut up, no shut one gives a shit shut about. Up, shut up. Shut up. Shut, shut up. Shut up. They package both fourths to get a third Cole Schwint. I don't know if that means the third pick was Cole Schwint. So the Canucks get a negative asset who they spin into something that still holds a reasonable amount of value. And Florida gets their front office blown up. A second that busts out, a player that turns into picks that have also largely busted out. What um, are your thoughts? Okay. Uh, my thoughts are I ain't reading all that. I'm happy for you, though. We're sorry that happened. Oh, come on. Um, oh, come I on. seriously, like, I did just like tune out halfway through. I didn't even catch all those assets. But what I'm essentially going to say here is Jared McCann is better than Tanner Pearson. I don't care about all the other stuff, all that other yeah. stuff is stuff that happened for reasons that have nothing to do with the trade. Um, I like, I have so much, I have so many thoughts I can't even share on what happened in that Florida organization, because I know three people who worked for them when it happened. Um, Look like that Florida team was going to regress anyways. Gerard Gallant wouldn't coach the style of game uh, that they wanted him to coach. And then he went to Vegas and coached that style. Uh, I don't know what his fucking deal was, but it wasn't working. Um, I don't even know what to say about all the other stuff. Like I don't, I just, like I said, it's just, I don't understand how it's relevant. Ultimately, like you look at forgetting about like the second round pick that sources say would the Canucks would have used on um, to bring it. Uh, even just setting that aside, when you look at the three actual players involved in all of those beers deals, Pearson, McCann, Goodbranson, McCann is clearly the most valuable asset. Um, that's all I have to say about it. I, I don't, all that other stuff is just like, it's just interstitial nonsense. I feel like the biggest that's argument right. that you could make, although it would still be galaxy brain would be like, if the Canucks had McCann, who would they have had to protect instead? But I don't care. No one could. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Like, I, 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 I send me the send me the copy, and I'll read it again, and I'll like maybe one day I'll like devise a a better rebuttal to it. But like, um, you know, ultimately, like, uh, Florida, if your case is like, oh well, Florida got their front office blown up. Well, clearly that worked for them, because Florida is like looks like they're en route to the Stanley Cup final. And the Canucks continue to suck because they kept making trades like that one. Um, so, yeah. yeah. But uh, congratulations, because that person did piss me off. So they went. <laughs> uh, okay, well, it's not, the first time they've, it's not the first time they've done that this week, because I, I messaged uh, at Doherty Dent on Twitter. Oh. <laughs> see, Jackson no, gets see. mad at every day that Doherty <laughs> 
I t- and, and I, it's just like a reply guy to Jackson. See, but to him, I, I've talked to Jordy. That before. is He's funny that you say that man. because I, I don't mind Jordy at all. And I figured that's who it was. And like, he doesn't, he doesn't make me mad. He, per- he just genuinely perplexes me. Like I read th- the things that he, he says, and I'm just like, I'm just always like, wow. I genuinely don't know what to say to that. Um, so yeah, no, that does not surprise me. Good uh, solicitation from you, though. That's that's very good. You're welcome. I I, I was hoping that there'd be something more cutting, but I'll, I'll go back to that. Well, some this other day. Th- this is a good idea for a segment. You should we should return to it. Uh, and you soliciting it from specific people uh, would be would be good. Um, if you, I mean, there's always David Quadrelli. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I don't even know how to unpack that one for the listeners, but uh, eventually. Yeah, well, we'll get. If you guys maybe learn what an Askarov is, I'm leaving the show. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't like talking about goalies here. Ellie and yeah. I get triggered by it. Fair enough. Yeah, I do right, too. Um, That's the entire point. All right, we're calling it. Uh, thanks for listening, <laughs> everybody. You can follow me at Failsud McDonald on Twitter. That is. You can follow me on Twitter at the Austrian. You can follow me at Moose Kayak. Uh, don't forget to follow the show at Roxy Fever and subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash Roxy Fever. We will be recording a very special, very, very special movie episode uh, this Sunday. This Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Uh, we are taking a break now uh, for maybe a little while because I have something very big and very special planned for our hundredth episode, which is our next episode now. Uh, so that might take a moment, but I think the timing is good because all the news now with the Canucks is basically done. So I have some time to work on that, but there will be a very special Patreon episode and a very special main feed episode coming out very soon. So keep your eyes open for that. Um, and also <laughs> now that we are finally doing our voice memos at the beginning of the episodes, yes. uh, I, which is a great idea and yes, it helps us a lot yep. with content and it's just great to hear from you. So please give us a call at the following number seven, seven, eight, eight, one, nine, one, four, five, one. I'm left uh, with no words. Once again, once again, I'm left speechless. So I will just say once again, uh, send your hate mail to at J Dylan Burke on Twitter. What the fuck? He just DM'd us to be like, why did I deserve this? this <laughs> Why is he getting messages? Because you know we're on our 99th episode now. We are we're revisiting the past, and we're, so we're playing all the hits. We're playing all the hits. So yeah, send your hate mail to JD as always. Oh 